I have been so blessed by the prayer series that we've been going through in our church. I'm thankful to be reminded again of the significance and impact of prayer. And as we've been going through the uh, this Easter season this past week, I have also been reflecting on God's love for me. And two topics have been converging in my thoughts and heart over the last couple of weeks. As I started reflecting through my prayer life, I noticed that it coincided with my love towards the Lord. There was a direct correlation between my love and prayer life. Now, as I've been thinking of the different seasons that I have gone through, I must confess that at times my intimacy with Him has been dry and it's lacking. I was trying to figure out the reason behind the dryness and the lacking in my life. And I came to this realization that it was usually when I was dealing with a sin in my life or when I was not content in life or when the relationships in my life were struggling or or there was a lack of consistency in my walk with the Lord. Now this sounds more like a, a confessional time with Kenny, but there there's a reason I share this with you. And the reason is that as I look back on those hard times, I saw a pattern of me questioning God's love for me and realized my love for Him was also being affected. I also began to understand that how I viewed the Father during those times had a direct correlation in how quickly I would seek to reconcile and restore my relationship with Him. What do I mean by that? Well, please indulge me for a moment with a little exercise. Jesus tells us in John 24 that God is Spirit that there is no form to him, right? Now imagine with me for a moment if God actually had a face. There's actually a technical term which is called anthropomorphism, which means attributing human traits or emotions or intentions to non-human entities. So imagine for a moment of our Father having a face. What would his face show when he looked upon you? Would you see an old man with gray hair and beard? Would he have wrinkles, or would his facial hair be long, or would he be neatly trimmed, or or would he be clean-shaven? Now, picture, as you are looking at him, what would the expression on his face be? Would it be a welcoming smile? Would it be a a serious look? Would it be a, a piercing look that would make you cower in fear and shame? I guess for me, it depended on how my relationship with him was going at that time. You see, when I was struggling during those seasons that I mentioned, I couldn't help but see God the Father frowning upon me, a a look of disappointment probably. In the hymn that we sing, What Wondrous Love Is This? The second verse says, When I was sinking down beneath God's righteous frown. And this is exactly how I felt, that I was sinking in my life, whether it was anxiety or fear or depression or anger or discontentment, I just kept sinking, and the look on his face was a stern frown that made me sink even more. And this would also make me question God's love for me and my love for God. Do you see how this was so dysfunctional, and this is not a biblical pattern? Now, this is not the truth, right? But when we are going through such a difficult time, the truth is not always the first thing that comes to mind. Because our emotions and our circumstances seem so much greater. Escape or comfort are what we tend to reach for. When you think that the Father is disappointed with you, it's hard to run towards Him. It's actually easier to run away from Him. And this then affects how we view His character and His love for us. 
As my wife so beautifully put it, we are right now in a season that should be one of the most joyous seasons in the life of a believer in the church, and yet we are also in this season that is most grievous and surrounded with sickness and death. There is a battle waging within ourselves for hope and holiness in the midst of despair and worry. And so can I encourage you, especially during this difficult season that we're going through right now, I want you to know that even in the midst of sickness and death around us, we were able to celebrate Resurrection Sunday, right? And I am hoping for you that as you were celebrating, that you saw God's faithfulness and a reminder of the victory that we already have. And as you move forward during this season and in your life in general, that you would constantly remind yourself of the victory. You see, it's, it's, it's ours. It's finished. It's for us to claim and for us to run towards. God the Father did frown, but that frown was not for you, but for His Son. It's because of that frown that when we look on His face now, we see a warm and glowing smile with arms held out, open wide for you to run to Him. Romans um, 5, 6, and 8 tells, 6 through 8 tells us, For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for the righteous person, though perhaps for a good person would, one would even dare to die. But God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Peter tells us that Christ suffered once, and for, once for us that He might bring us to God. Do you see the way? It's Jesus. Do you see the truth? It's Jesus. If you ever doubt or question God's love for you, just look to the cross to find the answer. And I'm sure you've heard that before. Just look to the cross. But friends, as you meditated and reflected on the work of Christ for us during this Easter week, I hope that you saw the cross again with fresh eyes and a renewed perspective and to take His gift of salvation through His sacrifice personally. Can you believe that you are His bought with a price never to be lost again, never to be frowned upon again? His word tells us that He has removed our iniquities and He doesn't remember our sins and that He doesn't keep an account for every wrong so that He can throw it back into our face. All your sins, past, present, and even the future were erased when by faith you accepted the free gift of salvation. This is your motivation. This is your life preserve when you feel like you are sinking down. He has made known to you the path of life, so continue to run towards Him. In His presence there is now fullness of joy, so sit with Him and commune with Him and pray to Him and find your hope and joy and strength there and experience His pleasures forevermore, even in the midst of the chaos and suffering.